Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brad Bernard and Mike Molina. And we'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Is there any word on Kevin Smith? To somebody just just texted me and said that he had another had another heart attack, but I don't know. Yeah. Apparently he survived. Yeah, but they said he just had had another one about an hour ago. This was nine hours ago. Yeah, right. So I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that guy. I like Kevin Smith. He's a hell of a guy. We shall be right back. Talk a little bit about Case Keenum. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Logan Morrison. I don't know. We'll see how our teams are doing. What about that? That'll be good. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Brian. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Who's this? It's uh, Tom Petty. Or is Tom Jeff Petty. Lynn, and this is Prince on the guitar here. It's Prince, really? Yeah. So they did this, uh, what, when was George's 75th birthday? Was it over the weekend? Yeah, it was yesterday. It was yesterday, okay. Yep. I knew his uh, 75th birthday was... 75. In there somewhere, man. It's unbelievable. 75 years old, he's been dead for... God, he's already been dead for about 15 years, hasn't he? Uh, it'll be 17 this November. 17 years this November. Yep. Good God. George Harrison would have been 75 years old, so he died at 58. Yep. It's not really what you're looking for, is it? No. Ugh. I wouldn't think so. Um, any of this stuff going on with the Vikings or the Twins exciting you at all? No. 
I mean, <laughs> Logan Morrison uh, hit 38 home runs, but did you see how many RBIs he, he drove in with 38 home runs? And this would, and this would count all of his RBIs, by the way, not just home runs, right? Yeah. He hit 38 home runs, but only drove in like 84 runs. So uh, apparently he doesn't hit too well with men on base. Is that yeah. the problem here? Apparently it sounds like a lot of solo home runs. <sighs> Just what we need. We're not used to seeing. Yeah, exactly. We're not used to seeing a spree like this from the Twins, but I'm hearing this could be it for the Twins in terms of moves. The deep numbers on Lance Lynn aren't good. A scout told me last night that Alex Cobb's changeup hasn't been the same since his injury, and there's still not much interest in Jake Arietta. That could change if Arietta decided to sign for one year and re-enter the market next offseason. The Morrison signing was the most eye-opening of the group. The Twins were interested in adding a bat off the bench. They spoke with Mike Napoli and Matt Holliday, but the free agent market has been slow played this offseason leading to some prices dropping, and Morrison fell into the Twins' laps. Morrison's expected to be in the clubhouse on Tuesday. Signing Morrison to a $5.5 million contract is a no-brainer. He hit 38 home runs a year ago, becoming more selective at the plate and embracing launch angle principles. Now his pop is in the middle of what uh, should be an entertaining Twins lineup. The Twins want to keep DH, uh, the DH spot available for Joe Maurer, Miguel Sano, who now weighs, what, about seven, 800 pounds? <laughs> Seriously, how much does he weigh now? About four hundred? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this well, this says two sixty, but I have a feeling it's <laughs> yeah. old. That might be a little old. I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, Robbie Grossman. They were now we'll take a different approach. Provide that Morrison picks up from where he left off last season. When you have a chance to add a potent bat like Morrison's, you make adjustments. Okay, so here's one lineup that they're talking about at the Star Tribune. Uh. Brian Dozier, Joe Maurer, Jorge Polanco, Eddie Rosario, Miguel Sano, Logan Morrison, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, and Jason Castro. Um, Joe, there's another one. Joe Maurer, Brian Dozier, Jorge Polanco, Logan Morrison batting cleanup. Um, Miguel Sano, Eddie Rosario, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, and uh, this lineup just doesn't, I don't like it at all. This is it. What do you think, Tim? Who's with us? Tim. I thought. I can't hear him, though. Yeah. Tim. Hey, Tim. <laughs> no? Who's on the phone? Well, we have Ellie Nick on the phone, but Tim is on Skype, but it's uh, clearly not working. Tim who? Lammers. <laughs> Why the hell is Skype not working now? I don't know if it's Skype or Tim. Tim, what the hell are you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Maybe it's his phone. It finally gave up. We finally just... You finally think it finally just mm-hmm. caved in? Finally stopped working entirely. I don't know. Like I said, I, I I just don't understand how you can be worth $5 billion and you don't go out and spend one dime on a decent player. Uh, you came... Oh, it's because you turned it off. I didn't turn anything off. Yeah, you did. I didn't touch it. Whoa. That's really... Uh, there, that, is that better? Is there. that one, Tim? Hello. There we yeah. go. Ooh, that sounds really good now. Right, let me turn her down a little bit. Yes. Though. <laughs> no, I'll do it. Don't... Uh, there you right. go. Regarding you go. before. Yes. And I can hear an echo. I don't know if you can. Nope. You shouldn't. Okay. I know, I know why I you say, can, but it's, it's, it's fine. I say go to the St. Saint Paul Saints. That's what I say. Well, you know they're, what? I agree they're, with you. They're much more entertaining. I agree with you completely. I think, uh, to tell you the truth, that, that um, the Saints are very, very entertaining. And uh, I don't know. I just... 
the Twins, they, they, they made the playoffs last year. Out of nowhere, they made the playoffs. You think, hey, here's some excitement. Let's go out and get some players. Let's go out and uh, improve the team. But I just don't see any improvement at all. I mean, this Logan Morrison doesn't excite me in the least. 38 home runs with nobody on base. Oh, boy. <laughs> He'll fit Sounds right like in. he either hits home runs or he strikes out a lot. Well, yeah, his batting average is, what, like 235 or 240, something like that? No. Yeah, so I don't know. And then, then we got the same thing with the Vikings. They're dancing the same dance again. I, I don't know. I just thought, I guess I... I was just reading about them not... One of the NFL insiders says that they're not going to franchise uh, Case Keenum. What do you think about that? So they're not going to give him the franchise. Are they going to hang on to any of their quarterbacks? I don't know. I, honestly, out of the three, though, I think Keenum's their best bet. Well, I would think so, absolutely. It certainly wouldn't be I don't Redwater. understand why you would not franchise the guy for one year. So if he doesn't perform like he did this year, okay, well, one year, boom. Otherwise, you're left with nothing. No, I agree with you completely. Why wouldn't you... Well, who else can you use as a franchise player? Is there another? Is there another guy out there that they want to use the franchise tag on? I, you know, the only thing I've heard of is the the quarter quarterback quandary, and uh, I haven't heard about anybody else bolting for free agency that they couldn't afford to to lose. I mean, if you look at your two alternates, I mean, Bridgewater and, and, and Bradford, I mean, I, I think the choice is obvious. I think you, you hang on to Keenum. He's got a chemistry so. with, with the Diggs and, and um, uh, our boy from Minnesota. What's his name? Oh, Thielen. Adam Healthy Thielen. Adam Thielen, yeah. Yeah, just don't let him go, man. Don't let him go. I don't really understand it either, what the situation is with them. Uh, Bradford gets hurt every year. There's no reason to keep him around at all. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater never could throw a football. I just I don't really understand what the great interest is in either one, either Bridgewater or Bradford. They haven't. I mean, Bradford has gotten hurt every single year of his professional career. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, know. I, I know. And 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 you know, Bridgewater, I'd love to see him succeed. I think everybody would. But when you've been out for what almost two years. Yep. And you came back for the one set of downs, and, uh, you know, you can't put that on him. But it's like, can he come back to the same level he was before? I know. You know, I, that's the big question. All right, let's talk about something more cheerful, like, oh, say, movies. <laughs> Some, although I see Annihilation didn't do much business at all. Didn't it? I bet surprising to me um you know i I guess black panthers just it has the corner on the market i think obviously if there weren't and 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 films like annihilation you know it's hard to forecast how these things are going to work out oh that's true i mean you know they're probably saying oh my god why did we ever open against that well i don't think anybody in the industry could have predicted right the massive response to black panthers so you know yeah it, it is surprising but, um, you know, it also could get a run like The Greatest Showman has had, which is one of the most amazing success stories of the past year but that people don't realize. Because that film opened really weak. And, and uh, Fox, who put it out, thought, okay, we're dead in the water. But yet people found the movie, and they've kept it in the top ten for something like ten weeks now, and the film has doubled it is, its production yeah. budget. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. When, I was going to ask you this question. When was the last time you saw two movies stay in the top ten for ten weeks? That would be Jumanji and The Greatest Showman. Uh, right. The, I can't. I can't think of one. I mean, obviously, you you will see 
you'll always have that one. I mean, you'll always have the Star Wars or, you know, some right, movie right. during the summer or a movie that could, uh, a sleeper hit that will rise up out of nowhere and, and sustain something, you know, maybe in the bottom ten for an amount, an amount of time. But I can't remember two of them. Yeah, because, you know, those, those are both holiday films, both The Greatest Showman and, and Jumanji. So, yeah, it's great, but it also shows you that whatever they're putting out there doesn't have a lot of steam. You know, yeah, they're out there not. for a couple of weeks and they're gone. Catherine and I uh, watched Wonder over oh. the weekend. Really enjoyed that. Oh, that was really great good. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you cry a little bit, Tommy? Only twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you had to tear up in that movie. If you didn't tear up in that movie, you have no heart. Right. <laughs> I know. But, you know, uh, um, I tell you who I really, really loved in the picture. I mean, maybe he comes off as the same character a lot, but man, is Owen Wilson good. He yeah. is so good. I agree. He, he was played very good. that role perfectly. He did, and so did Julie Roberts, is tremendously underrated as well. Underrated. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. She was incredible in that, and, you know, in a very yep. strong supporting role. Isn't she one of the highest paid actresses in. Hollywood? Yeah, but I think most people just think it's because of her looks, you know, because she, when, you know, she's a very attractive woman, but she's also one hell of an actress. She's a hell of an actress. Right, right, right. And yeah, she she owned that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. I mean, it's great to see people, you know, some people that, you know, they get to a point in their career, unless it's a lead role, they don't want anything to do with it. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this was a very strong supporting role. And yes, she was top billed and everything in the film. Um, but yeah, I mean, she just was amazing in that picture. Everybody all around was great. The daughter, who I've never even heard of, just came in and, and really knocked it out of the park. I mean, everybody right. was wonderful in that movie. Yep, I thought it was really terrific. So I, we, we've seen, I think we've seen everything now. And what's interesting is, Catherine, I don't think there was more, more than one movie that you and I didn't agree on. Yeah, we got we've been on a roll. But I mean, you and I like the same movies. That there was, a, I think there might have been one movie you liked that I didn't care for. Yeah, but I don't uh, remember what it was. It was oh, you walked out of. Um, was it Game Night? No. Which was is it? doing really well, and I've never even heard of it. It was oh my god, I can't I can see the the whole thing, but I can't think of the name. It was the one about the teenager. It's up for an Academy Award. Every day, oh. in the post. Samson, Maze Call Me Runner. By Your Name? No. Well, I saw that with Alex, and I really hated that Your movie. Your dad's never going to watch that. No. I mean, I. it's just... Oh, oh, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Oh, that was terrible. It was okay. I thought that was meh. It was okay. Some people just love that movie, and I was like, she was too obnoxious to like and love the movie. <laughs> you know what Lastman said, <laughs> by the way? I mean, this is how disturbing this whole thing is. You know what Lastman told people at the station? No. When he saw Shape of Water, he cried. He did? Uh, if I could fire <laughs> somebody, I'd him? fire him today. Uh, I Well, just... uh, I love the film, but I do admit I didn't cry. Oh, I, I don't know. But again, I, I this whole thing is just, I, I've said it before, I mean, it's all because of my love for monster movies growing up. And, yeah. and you know, having a tale similar to that and taking it to a different place, mm. a lot of places I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, and I think I say this a lot. I mean, at this point of 
of going to movies. I just want something different. You know, I think that's why Black Panther worked for me. I mean, yes, it's a superhero yeah. movie, but yes, it's set in a different place. It's got a different feel. It's got a different tone. It's not all about the crash, boom, bang all the time. I mean, mm. they actually want you to, they want to give their characters some depth. I mean, God forbid, but, you know, audiences are so much smarter than they get credit for. And I think uh, um, studios like Marvel obviously have wised up to that, and I think that's why this film is, you know, has the reach that it does. No, um, but it just originality—that's all I want. Just give me something original. Tim, I have to ask you about this because up for about the third or fourth movie in the past few months, uh, we uh, we of course know that Get Out was a ripoff of uh, Being John Malkovich. It's the same movie basically, except for you know, got. Was it Keegan or Peel or which one of them that wrote? Uh, Jordan yeah, Peele? Uh, Jordan Peel. Uh, you know, he he ripped that thing. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's the exact same movie as being John Malkovich, uh, with racial you know overtones to it. That was the only difference. Shape of Water is a direct ripoff of a play from 1969. I mean, yeah. identical play from 1969. Does anybody have an original idea now? I don't think so. Well, I think everything's derivative, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, I've heard you man. say often with with music. I mean, there are oh, only yeah. so many notes. Yep. And um, you know, I, you know, at least to Del Toro's credit, I mean, he's come out against that, but he said he was more influenced by Creature from the Black Lagoon. However, yeah. um, you're right. There are a lot of similarities with that picture and that play and of, other short it. films that I've seen. Yep. Uh, you know, there, there are other people that are coming out saying, ah, you know what, this, you know, but at least he's not saying that, oh, this is my original idea. You know, I had a dream and I right. got up and I wrote it down. No, no, no. I mean, like any good filmmaker, I mean, he was influenced by certain works and, right. you know, apart from this, you know, he denies it. But, yeah, I tell you what, that's... <laughs> The, the summary of that play sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? It certainly does. We'll be right back. A couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. Two minutes you drop for one heart. 
organ anymore. No, they don't. Not, not that organ. <laughs> the Hammond organ? Yeah. Sounds like a Hammond organ. It might, it might have been a Wurlitzer, but who knows? What was Question Mark's real name, do you remember? Question mark I know his the group was called the Mysterians, but I don't know what the Question Mark's real name was. Question Mark and the Mysterians. What do you think of that, Andy? Look that up. His name was like Jorge Blanco or something like that. <laughs> his name was Rudy Martinez. Oh, see? Rudy Martinez. Jorge Blanco, Rudy Martinez, you know. Uh. Rudy Martinez, there you go. Very close. When a call alleging domestic violence came in Sunday night to the police department in Thousand Oaks, California, cops headed over to a private residence and made an arrest, and the person arrested was Heather Locklear. <laughs> what is wrong with oh, her? Oh, career flagging, Heather. Need a little mm, attention, yeah. Heather. But she's had drinking problems. She's had drug problems. She's had relationship problems. Now she's got domestic violence problems. Oh, what is wrong with her? She's... Nuts, maybe. It's too bad. TMZ reports a 911 call was apparently placed by Locklear's brother when he arrived at her home and allegedly found Locklear and her boyfriend a boyfriend fighting. Who's she dating these days? Do we know? I have no idea. Maybe we'll find out. Law enforcement officials tell TMZ that when they arrived, they spotted a mark on the boyfriend, and that when they tried to take Locklear into custody, the 56-year-old Melrose Place actress became combative, <laughs> flailing and kicking and striking three deputies. Locklear was charged with a felony count of domestic violence and three counts of battery on emergency personnel, which are misdemeanors. Both TMZ and Page Six note Locklear's previous battles with substance abuse as well as her involvement in past domestic violence incidents. Apparently she likes to get hammered and then slug it out. Hey, who doesn't? Uh, TMZ notes a 2011 incident between herself and former boyfriend Jack Wagner in which they allegedly got physical with each other. Neither pressed charges. A Thousand Oaks Police Department spokesman tells The Hollywood Reporter that Locklear is no longer in custody after being booked at the Ventura County Jail. So she likes to have fist fights with her boyfriends, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's Heather Locklear. But she's signaling to us, there is a God. Heather be thy name. <laughs> That's cold. Oh, uh, Andy's got her rap sheet. Yeah, 2008, she had a DUI. Um, 2008, again, she... <laughs> someone, her doctor called 911 and said that she was trying to commit suicide. Oh. Uh, and then she went into a medical facility for psychological ailments. To 2012, uh, she started doing prescription drugs and booze. Uh-oh. And now, now in 2018, yeah, so she's basically yeah. had a bad time for the past 10 years or so. It's been rough and tumble. Yeah, it seems like a lot of actresses, when they age out of the yeah. bombshell thing, where they're getting tons and tons of attention, Aww. they a lot of times well, go when downhill. You, when your entire uh career is based on you know being young and hot it's exactly. like that has to end at some point and when it does you have to be ready for it yeah. when will that time come for me that's what i'd like to know <laughs> never honey being young always and hot be young when, and hot when, when's that that's come? what everyone says about you when are they gonna rap hey you're my wife you're not supposed to talk about me like that <laughs> nice huh nice marriage i got going here get stabbed in the back on a daily basis don't worry about my feelings you know what i'm saying yeah, poor baby. Kevin Smith says he's lucky to be above ground after suffering a massive heart attack on Sunday night. The clerk's director uh, shared the news in a tweet early Monday, along with a selfie including tubes and a hospital gown. 
Per The Hollywood Reporter, after the first show this evening, I had a massive heart attack, he said. The doctor who saved my life told me I had a 100% blockage of my LAD artery, the widow maker. If I hadn't canceled show two to go to the hospital, I would have died tonight. But for now, I'm still above the ground. Deadline uh, reports that Smith had been shooting a new stand-up special, Kevin Smith Live, in Glendale, California, Sunday night, with one show scheduled at 6 p.m., the second one at 9 p.m., but he had a heart attack, so he couldn't do the second one. It's too bad. I really like Kevin Smith. He's a great guest. He's been on the show. Really nice guy. Very funny guy. But he lives a very... Didn't he just lose, like, 80 pounds or something? That's a good question. I've seen him go up and down. Right. Um, but I... I you know, it's it's you know you see uh, we we caught part of a special on Comedy Central or something, and you, the problem is you don't know when it was made, so I don't I don't know where he was at with his weight, but you know um, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously something was building up, you know, in his arteries, so it's good. <laughs> Thank God he caught it, you know. Three years ago, he lost eighty five pounds, but you know who knows what has happened since yeah, then. Yeah, I guess that yo yo dieting is really tough on the heart. Well, every time you lose all that weight, you know it goes through your bloodstream before it, uh, you know, gets uh, digested or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, oh, so you okay. lose eighty five pounds worth of fat. Some of that is going to you know Stick end up arteries. in your arteries. Yeah, so. take some aspirin if you're going to lose weight. It's well, yeah, it's not a bad idea to uh, lose it slowly, not fast. Yes. Losing 85 pounds over the course of, like, you know, a couple of months is a bad idea. It's very bad for you. I could see that. Uh, let's see. Well, seven years. So, I don't know. I guess maybe he just has a horrible diet. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, Doc Ketchmark recommended this TV show that I watched this TV show called um, uh, Tales from the Tour Bus. I've talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the very first episode's about Johnny Paycheck. And the reason that he chose the name Johnny Paycheck is because there was Johnny Dollar, Johnny Cash, and there was another had something to do with money, whatever. But he decided since Cash and, all, you know, that was a good route to take, that he'd go with Johnny Paycheck. Right. They reported basically in all eight episodes of Tales from the Tour Bus, Every star of that episode shot somebody. Oh. Every one of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Every country. Hey, what, where did you see this? What, I have to check this out. It's on Cinemax. You'll love it. You will absolutely love it. It's on Cinemax. It was from 2017. Hopefully, they'll do another season. Because, honest to God, it's Johnny Paycheck. It's um, Jerry Lee Lewis, who ended up shooting a couple of people. And then he married his 13-year-old cousin. So that was good. Really cool. That was a nice touch. Uh, Then you had uh, Waylon Jennings, who apparently at Uh one time had 100 pounds of cocaine in his basement. It's a little too much, I think. A lot of cocaine, (laughs) man. 100 pounds of cocaine. That's a little excessive. And he shot somebody. Everybody on the show shot somebody. So now, I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but they have respected musicians who were actually terrible people. So I don't know if that was inspired by Tales from the Tour Bus or not. Oh, it was a first year. If it, it was a first cousin once removed, whatever that means. Once removed. What does that? First mean? cousin once removed um, means great uncle's child. So great uncle's child. It really doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, Are you talking Jerry Lee Lewis here? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because the uh, funniest skit on Saturday Night Live from Will Ferrell's appearance was. Um, 
a dated sort of infomercial with this guy, Jerry Lee Lewis esque guy, and he was singing all these teen ballads and every song that the girl got younger and younger and younger. Oh, God. And my kids are saying, What what is this? And I said, This is based on a real guy. Oh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. And then we started looking up Jerry Lee Lewis and it's like this guy, how he has not been in prison for all these years. Yeah, thirteen year old cousin once removed when he was twenty three. Ish. That's I did, nice. that's... Well great great balls of fire was the Dennis Quaid uh when on a rider movie. That's right. right. Right, was, and uh, she played obviously the cousin slash bride. But yeah, this what an unbelievable story that is, and, and he's still alive too, isn't he? Yep, mm, he is. Too. Yep, he is still alive. He's not looking good, but uh, he hasn't looked good in about fifty years. Apparently, we have a caller. We have L.A. Nick. He's been on the phone since. Oh, yes. Yeah, I told you. Oops. Well, I didn't know L.A. Sorry, was still Nick. on the phone. I knew he called in, but I didn't know he's still on the phone. <laughs> He must have something to chime in, maybe about Heather well, Locklear. Maybe he's not, because he's not talking back. I, I'm here. Mike. Oh, well, you hi. are there. there he I, is. I just thought you called in for some reason, but you, I didn't know you stayed on the phone. I thought you were no, still I, on the beach. I called in to thank Michael Bryant for the nice words this morning about my book on Twitter. Oh, did he say some nice stuff? What did he say? That he read it? Yeah, he said he, he bought my book and really liked it, and he's going to make his kids read it. Nice. He's going to make his kids read it? Well, he's going to recommend that his kids read it. No, I was going to say, because that's not exactly a compliment, saying, I'm going to make my kids read this. It's not exactly a compliment. Recommend. Well, no, it's, Highly it's a recommend. realistic self-help book. So, you know, right. to me, it was a compliment that he's going to recommend that his kids read it. Sure. It is, well, absolutely. Michael, it, Michael loves I, his kids. I, I, it didn't, it, it, I didn't, I know he doesn't need it, because he seems like a pretty uh, guy who has his, his life together. But I'm looking Up forward to seeing what Doug's, because Dougie's reading it, too. Sprenthal's reading it? Yeah, and I think Doug needs to read it. Why? Because he's in the car business? No, it's just I think it's, 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 it fits where he's at in his life right now. Oh, it is? No, so, well, tell us what the book is about for people who might want to go out and buy it. What's it, well, what's it called, first of all? The, well, the book's called Life is Short and Then You're Dead Forever. It's a realistic mm-hmm. self-help book. It's not a, you know, these self-help books that tell you stuff that you can't possibly ever do in life. It's It's... It's based on how I fixed my life uh, financially, spiritually, and everything else. And it's it's a real book. It's it, it has 380 typos that when they edited it, it wasn't my book anymore. And I said, don't edit it because it's not my book. And they said, well, we have to edit it. You're not a you're a crappy writer. I said, I don't want to edit it. <laughs> and, 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 and it went out. It went out. Not edit it. And and. But the message is there. So everybody, it still has five stars. It has five stars on Amazon. It's been out for two years, and it still has five stars. People say, I love this book, but the guy should have spent some money editing it. <laughs> but How I, many different I, names I just, did you I, use for the reviews? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I need people to review it. Um, but the URL is youneedthisbook.com, which is, a, I thought, a pretty good URL. Yeah, it is. It is, a, it is good. So it's yeah. it's called self, Pardon the Interruption. What's it called? It's called Life is Short, Then You're Dead Forever. Life is He's, he's typing. This ought to take a week. So What are you talking I got it right <laughs> here. Uh, it says, Life is Short, Take the Trip, Buy the Shoes, Eat the Cake. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I found it immediately. Yeah, I'm not getting it either. I'm looking That's for because it, Nick. He's still typing. Sorry. Oh, wait. Here it is. I found it. Should come right up. 
Yep. Uh, life is short, and then you're dead forever. Yeah, December thirty first, two thousand twelve. LA. It does has five stars, so you use thirteen different names for the reviews. <laughs> it doesn't have anything I, other I than actually, a five star I review. Actually, I actually have never reviewed it. Um. Okay, I'll look at the customer reviews. Uh, it says L.A. Nick, B.A. Nick, C.A. Nick, D.A. Nick. It does not. It does not. See, this is good top, but no, this is half a brain. That's the name of the reviewer. This is a cut to the chase self-help book about making simple choices to set ourselves up for the good things that happen to us, whether we're just starting out or very unhappy in a rut. Uh, the ideas are easy to take in, and the book is a fun read, but it still offers a lot to reflect upon when finished. So that's very nice. And by the way, every one of these reviews is from a very verified purchaser. Yeah, I don't think they let you do that anymore. And, you, and, uh, and I'll yeah. tell you, my, my favorite chapter in the book is called The Comfortable State of Hatred. And I think what happens to most people when they get in their mid-40s, early 50s, they, they fall into this comfortable state of life where they're comfortable. They have everything they need, but they really hate their lives. So instead of making positive changes for, in their lives, they, self, they subconsciously self-destruct their lives with either infidelity, alcoholism, or drug addiction. And just well, to start over again, when you don't have to do that, you can make positive changes without destroying your life. And this book touches okay. on all that, and it touches on what happens when you do destroy your life. And after this, I t- told all my mistakes in the book, the mistakes that I made, and trying to teach people not to make the mistakes that I made. Because so we have very book. little time here. Well, is it true that most people you know are in a loveless marriage? I think, I think eight out of ten. Wow. Really? Well, after yep. the way Catherine went after me just now. <laughs> I mean, I suppose I can see it because a lot of people do, like, they're so desperate to have kids that they just settle at some point. Right. I, mean, I think never... 8 out of 10 people, and I, I, and I talk about loveless marriages in the book, I think 8 out of 10 people are in a loveless relationship. And, no and they just it. go ahead with it because it's comfortable. They, they're, they're comfortable. Yeah. Their, bill, their bills are paid. They have a nice car. They're living in a nice house. They actually are not in love. We all be right back. There's a difference. We'll They're be not right in love. Being in love is different than just being with We got to go. Take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. 
And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Is that uh, whatever the hell Jerry Lee Lewis? Well, I just got a message saying that one of our listeners bought your book already, so you're welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I have to ask you a question. It said it said uh, there was. A uh, guy's name in Mark Parrish. Is that the hockey player? Apparently, she he bought the book after you met his wife at a at a I don't know. Yes, a, yes, it is. Met, I remember. I, I, so, yeah. So it's the hockey player. Yeah. And, and all the all Mark the money Parrish, from my book goes to charity, by the way. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Which charity? It goes to the Santa Foundation. Tony Santa. He's a so- pro soccer player who helps kids around the world. And all the money from my book goes to. That fun. Magnificent. It's called Life is Short, Then You're Dead Forever. There's a nun, a bunny, and L.A. Nick sitting on a bus bench on the front. <laughs> yeah, and I will be in the studio Wednesday. I had to take a vacation from my vacation. So, and now I'm going what? to, I have a dentist appointment at one, so I'm going to let you guys go, and I will be there <laughs> sharp and ready on Wednesday. All right. All right, sounds good to me. Happy All drilling. Right, see you guys. Thanks. Take it easy. L.A. Nick, ladies and gentlemen, again, the book is called Life is Short, Then You're Dead Forever. It's available on Amazon. Every review is a five-star special, man. Let me see what Mark Parrish had to say about it because, he, yeah, he's a... How do you, does he have his real name up? Yeah, Mark oh. Parrish. My wife bought me this book after meeting L.A. Nick at a fundraiser downtown Minneapolis. The book sat next to my bedstand for a couple of months before opening it. Looking back, I wish I'd have read this right away. L.A. Nick's book is right to the point. Ten-chapter guide to unlocking your potential in life. I read the entire book in one night. I could not put it down. This is a must-read for any stage of life. I just hope there's a sequel in the works. So Maybe that's when good. he gets back from the dentist. Yeah, he gets back from the dentist. <laughs> he can write another book. Or go on vacation again. Uh, yeah, you can go on vacation. You didn't go on. You didn't go on vacation enough. You're absolutely right. Uh, he does like to travel. So, what do they mean by verified purchase next that, to that? That means that they know that you actually bought the book on Amazon. Oh, because the bottom one, two, three, four are not verified purchasers. What does that mean then? Mm, maybe they bought. I, I don't know. I thought that you like every time I'm asked. Every time I buy something on Amazon, I'm asked to review it. After I've received it, even though it's like sometimes you don't know if you like the product until you've had it for a while to see if it'll hold up. But but that's how they know that I bought it is that I've received it. So I don't know how – because it used to be that you had these uh, companies that would – post false reviews on a lot of people's products Mm -hmm. to make people think that they were really good and they weren't good at all. Well, this is nice. I mean, he does – every review is really, really good for the book. I'm going to have to break down and buy the book now. I mean, what, what the hell? I can get 11 used from, should I buy a used one for two bucks just so the charity doesn't get any money? No. <laughs> no. Wendy Rodewald bought it for her Kindle, she said. Oh, she did? So she's not done with it yet. She will review it for us. Should I get him to, done. should I get him to autograph one of them? 
Absolutely. Why is, why is 121 bucks? Why is that? Somebody's trying to make a little ka-ching. Oh, because it comes from California. They have to pay higher taxes. Oh, that's what it is, the difference in taxes? I don't know. It says California books. It's probably just, if they're going to bother shipping one, they're going to have it uh, marked up so that they don't have to pay, because it's usually free shipping. All right, so I'm so. buying the book right now. God, wait till he sees. I'm going to review it before I even read it. Make sure it gets shipped to the right address. Exactly. i got to change the shipping Yeah, me too. Address. I'm going to go on there and just rip them. Just oh, rip. don't do this that. This is the worst thing I've ever read <laughs> in my entire <laughs> life. Well, what a lame brain. <laughs> It'd be the absolute best. Why can't It'll you buy this best. podcast on Amazon? We should do packages. We should do packages. A hundred episodes for a hundred dollars. No, All right, I just bought high. I just bought L.A. Nick's book, and you can look forward to the review. Suck. That's just <laughs> put one put one word on there. That'll be it. Nick would expect none. <laughs> yeah, just so Catherine and I will now own the book. It's going to be delivered tomorrow. So by this weekend, we'll have both read the book, and then, well, you know, yeah, damn it, I don't get it until. Uh, Till Wednesday, and that he's on on Wednesday, so I'm gonna have to wait for an entire week to to rip him. Oh, it's gonna be very difficult. Well, I'm sure you'll you find know, something. He, you know, he isn't the only author on Amazon. Who else? If I can take well, with the guy that wrote Direct Conversations, the animated films of Tim Burton, with a foreword by Tim Burton. You wrote Look it. Up that one, brother. Yeah, he yeah. wrote it. I didn't know you wrote a book. Yes, you well, did. look, it's it's an ebook, and um, it's really short. And I've been working on the hardcover version for the past four years. Oh. <laughs> but well, I got it out there in time for the 20th anniversary of the Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, yeah, it's a, you can purchase it for download on, if you don't mind me making a plug, Here's on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, on uh, Kobo Books. There's a few. There's I just few. I just typed in Lammers and it came up. Nashville is rough on the living. By Herman Herman Lammers Meyer. Any relation? Yeah, you're you're just gonna have to type in Tim Burton, Tim Lammers, and you probably get it. Terry Lammers. There's a Terry Lammers who wrote a book. Chris Lammers. I didn't yeah, know you. Uh, Google. I'm not Google. Type in on Amazon Tim Burton, Tim Lammers, and you'll find it. Tim Burton, Tim Lammers on Amazon. Okay, I can do that right now. Catherine will be making fun of my typing now for a while. Oh, I went. I put in Tim Blammers. You mean you're hunting pecking? Okay, Tim Burton and then the Lammers. I'm just going to try it. Do I have to put Tim Lammers, too? Okay. It'll probably come. Oh, well, you can try it. No, nope, it's too late. I've already put in all the effort. There it is. Oh, I like the cover. I like the cover a lot. Yeah, that actually was done by... The photo is from his official photographer. Uh, the graphics are by his the, the graphics person uh, that works with the photographer. And uh, Tim actually picked out the photo himself. It's a good photo. He was very... Tim... Tim's, you know, I've said this before, but it's such of a great guy. And, heard, yeah. Uh, yeah, helped out with the photo and did the forward for the book for me and everything. Direct Conversations, the animated films of Tim Burton, forward by Tim Burton, by Tim Lammers and Tim Burton, Kindle edition. Uh, it's got, by the way, also every rating is five-star rating, so that's good. <laughs> It is. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I'm just telling you, the ratings. <laughs> Tim I'm Burton looking, did. I'm looking at the ratings right now. Five-star ratings, 100%. Uh, highly recommended for information for researching an incredible filmmaker. My dream is to meet him. He's my inspiration for my artwork. Great interviews with Tim Burton and actors about his stop-motion movies. Highly recommended for Burton fans and fans of animation. 
then it says here Lammers is a jerk. No, it doesn't say that. I made that. <laughs> no, the the the, the 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 second one might be my daughter though. So it wasn't me. <laughs> second one might be your daughter. <laughs> I, oh, the, here's one written by your your cousin Philip Lammers. <laughs> Philip Lammers wrote a nice book called Echo Horrors. Whatever that means. What does Echo Horrors mean? I don't know. Oh, it's a remix. I think that's actually music. Oh, it is music. But it is true. I am. I have been interviewing people um, to to do an update because my goal in life is to have a book that can be on the shelf that the kids someday can pull down and say, "Yeah, my old man wrote this." See how nice. But it is. It is an interesting story. I mean, I do. I've interviewed a couple dozen more people since, if not more, since this came out. So everybody's been trying to so talk. It's about. Everybody's Finding been the to, time to finish it. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's very true. Everybody's been trying to talk me into write, writing a book, and I already had the, I've had the title for many, many years, but I just don't feel like writing a book. Well, you know somebody that would co-write with you. Well, I think Bob Sansevier has offered many times. He has, and then Joe Souchere mentioned something about it too. I do like the title. Well, let me see if I'm gonna look under books and see if some, anybody's ever used the title because that would upset me greatly. If anybody's used my title. Um, Your goddamn disaster? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> uh, there is a, already a book called Miasma, Pollution and Purification in Early Greek Religion. So I think it's about a different subject. Miasma just means poisoned air. Get it? Oh, my God, this is weird. There's a book called Miasma that came out on my birthday in 1996. See, should have jumped on it. Uh, only it's written... Hyxitas in Scotus, the esoteric in Plato, and other related matters. Oh, God. Sounds God. like something you have to read in college. Holy God, yeah, the hard, hardcover is 75 bucks, so it, yeah, it must be a, it, it mm-hmm. must be a college book. Mm-hmm. Only college Some professor, book. professor wrote it and me forced people to, write, to read it. $75? Mm-hmm. That's for a used, by the way. College books are a lot more expensive than that. Oh my oh, God! Yeah. Oh sometimes, yeah. Sometimes oh. my college books were almost as much as my tuition. Yeah, yeah. there are books out there that are three hundred dollars. Yep. Yeah, that's not good news. Yeah, and then they give you fifteen cents for them when you turn them in. And yeah, they, oh. they were used. You don't one want to year. get me started on this. Oh, that's crazy. Well, the worst well, is the you... worst. How they are allowed to get away with it too? Well, you know I what's know. worse though. Uh, Tim is talking about like all the professors at the U that would write a book and make it mandatory for class. So you'd be yeah, essentially just be writing illegal. them a check. Yeah, that's really, uh, uh, I don't know, it's almost like a scam. Yeah. It is a scam. It is a scam. It's all true. Yeah, they force uh, professors to get published, to, to move up in the, you know, the echelon of university, and then they force the students to buy the book. It's just... What? So yeah, they can charge whatever they want for it. cronyism yeah. is what it is. Yep. So they could charge 200 bucks for their book because you have to buy it. Yep. Yeah, because it's a limited release just for students. Nobody yeah. else is going to buy That's it. Terrible. And naturally, every year they come out with a new edition. So oh, that yes. the previous yeah. year's edition yeah. isn't valid for that class, which That's means horrendous. they can't. Yeah. yeah, and of course the test will be on the tiny changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Universities <laughs> are like just scams. Oh, they're huge city. corporations. That's what they, they really are. are. What are you going to do, ladies and gentlemen? So now we got Lammers on Amazon. You got... 
Uh, L.A. Nick's uh, got a book on Amazon. Should we call Louis Nanny and he can promote his book? Yeah, Louis Nanny's got a couple of books, I believe, on Amazon. Uh, yeah, think, he's got at least two or three, yeah. Well, that one book he put out, I think there was might have been four or five words in it even. There was all pictures and about four or five words. Oh, yeah, his like hockey, Speaking yeah. of pictures, we talked book. about it earlier in the hour, but you got to see Heather Locklear's mugshot. Wow. Oh, is it not good? No. Okay, no. So, I have to, I have to, so I just put in Heather Locklear's mugshot. Is that yeah. what I'm doing? Yeah. Oh, Heather, she's such a pretty young woman. What did she do? She boozed it up. Yeah. Uh, is that what it is? It's a, it's uh. So this is the current mugshot. Yeah. I mean, she stands accused of battering three police officers. So she doesn't, oh she doesn't go down. You don't want to do that. Well, uh, here's something. While you're looking that up, uh, you mentioned uh, people, you know, like that, Ooh. aging out of their roles and such. Uh, I found it. Oh, well, I googled Melrose Place, um, and something else just happened. What? <laughs> uh, Jamie Lunar, who was also from Melrose Place, seven hours ago, uh, accused of performing sex act on 16-year-old boy. Oh, God. So apparently oh, it's, oh, uh, it's midlife crisis time for Melrose Place actresses. Oh, Heather Locklear, you could not recognize her from her mugshot. No, that's pretty There's no rough. way you'd know that's her. That's a rough-looking Well, thing. yeah, tons of alcohol and <laughs> drugs will do that. Heather Locklear was arrested Sunday night for felony domestic violence and battery. The incident occurred Sunday night. Deputies responded. We knew this. During the arrest, she allegedly became combative. Uh, she looks like a complete disaster. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Such a pretty young woman. She probably got sweaty from all that swinging at the officers. That's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. You might be right about that. <laughs> I, I just That's so depressing. You had everything. You've got a great career. You're, you're an actor. I mean, you're an actor, so it means you don't even really work. Wow. Here's what I, th- I love about actors. Tale as old as time. You say words that other people wrote, and a director tells you how to say them, how to move, the look to have on your face, you don't do anything but follow orders, and you make millions of dollars to do it, and you still can't keep your life together. Well, why do you wonder why they all go so crazy? They probably know. feel guilty about making $10 million for 10 hours of work. Well, that's why they are all so preachy. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's terrible. And work. yet none of them ever seems to give away all their money, even though they don't think anyone should be allowed to have more than oh, $10,000. Yeah. That's a that's a rough mug shot. Thanks a lot, mm. Melina, and I'll have nightmares. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. It, it's terrible. Yeah, it's she not Nick Nolte good. bad. No. <laughs> well, Nick Nolte's was Nick Nolte's was the worst in history. The best in history. <laughs> that was It's the best. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. All right, we'll be back. Tom Bernard show.